This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephyr, only on 101.9 High FM. Founder and editor of Makurukuru Media, award-winning journalist and author Lucas Lidwaba notes as following. Mpululu is the magical call of Africa, a haunting melody that resonates in the great hills and gorges of the continent. In celebrating um, Heritage Month, Lucas successfully captures the vibrancy of diversity of South African culture. He joins me now to tell me more about our heritage now that we are celebrating it this month. Lucas, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me, Sherry's. Lucas, um, obviously, when we talk about heritage, we're talking about so many different things, so many different cultures, religions, ethnic groups. What does Heritage Month mean for you? For me, as a storyteller, Heritage Month means that I have to ensure that we continue to preserve the heritage of Africa, the heritage of Africans. It means that as a storyteller, it's a reminder that what we do on a daily basis is not only for consumption by our generation, but it will be consumed by many more generations to come. So Heritage Month is a very special month, especially in Africa and South Africa, countries that have or are still trying to emerge from the legacy of colonialism. You remember that colonialism caused a lot of damage to the heritage of Africa, where people were made to forget who they really are. People forgot and lost languages. They lost uh, cultural practices. They lost uh, their religion. So Heritage Month is a very special month in that respect to say that we are still on this journey to reclaim our being, to reclaim who we are. Lucas, you speak about um, the disruption of colonialism to African culture. So when we celebrate culture, what are we celebrating? Are we celebrating what has developed since then? Are we trying to reclaim what was? And to what extent is our culture constantly developing? Well, culture, in my belief, evolves with time. But evolution should not mean that you then discard your roots you still have to maintain your roots, but also catch up with modern trends, catch up with the times. I'll give you an example. Um, There are some cultural practices that are no longer practiced today because today's society would frown upon that. There were cultures, I mean, uh, areas where if a woman gives birth to a set of twins, then they would kill one of the twins one of the babies, because it was considered bad luck, a bad omen. But can you still do that today, in today's society? No, we can't. So that is one example of how culture has evolved. Our style of dress uh, has evolved. Um, People from the 50s in South Africa were influenced by what was happening in the USA, the gangster era, uh, the, 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 the gangster movies era, the jazz era. In the 70s, it was different. In the 80s, today it is also 
uh, another era. So although people, as culture evolves and time moves on, people pick up a little bit here and there and there to mold it into something that fits into who they are. But that doesn't necessarily mean they forget completely who they are. In terms of modernization, is, is culture practiced differently in rural areas in South Africa as it would be in urban areas? South Africa is a very interesting uh, country in that because of the migrant labor system, people have one foot in the urban area and another in the rural area. So you'll find that you go to a place like Soweto, um, there's a guy who was whose father was born in Guazulu Natal, in a village in Guazulu Natal, but he was born in Soweto. The father who comes from Guazulu Natal still maintains most of what he learned, what he practiced when he was growing up in the rural areas. The guy who's born in Soweto from uh, that guy who comes from the rural areas would then adopt some of the practices from the rural areas, but also adopt some of the practices that they learn in the urban areas. Because in the urban areas, it's a microcosm of people. It's a melting pot of cultures. People come from all over the region of Southern Africa. And each and every one still maintains a little bit of who they are, but they also learn something new. So out of that, you develop a new uh, rich culture, I must say. So we're celebrating our rich culture this month. And when you, um, I, I had a look at your feature in Fululu, and you have different, you've captured different aspects of South African culture. And I just wondered, is there anything that unites African culture? Is there one dominant thing that we can say, this is African? The magical word that you've just said, Mifululu. Well, there's a, I would say what the most common thing about African culture is music. And music is used to communicate with the gods. It is used to convey messages. It is used when people are in mourning, when people are celebrating, when people are marking milestones in their lives, birthdays, marriages, the birth of a child, the passing of an elder. So the people of Africa, in my view, use music as a very powerful tool. It is not just something they use to express themselves when they are happy, but it's as a prayer. Um, everywhere you go, if you look at the images, you'll see one common thing is that the cowhide drum. Now we talk about the evolution of culture. In some ceremonies, they have adopted the European-style drum, but it's still a drum. And the drum is considered a very sacred instrument. It is actually considered the first instrument uh, by, by man. So I would say the most common thing in our culture, heritage, religion in Africa is music particularly through the drum. Lucas, do you think South Africa is doing enough to preserve and learn about its heritage? Um, I was read an article the other day about a street name in Limpopo area. 
and the street name was given in 1994, but it was still contested because for some people, the person was a hero, but for other people, even though the name had changed, it was still part of colonial history. And I just wondered to what extent we as South Africans actually understand and know about enough about our culture, what more can be done? Well, I think the first question we need to ask and try to answer is whether South Africa is a nation or whether there are many nations within South Africa. If we manage to cross that bridge and find common ground, then we'll be able to deal with scenarios like the one you've just mentioned. You have uh, at the union buildings, you have these statues of Louis Botha and other colonial uh, figures on horseback to people who lost their lands and their heritage to conquest through Louis Botha, the Union of South Africa, and so on. Those statues would represent pain and suffering and loss to the people who gained from the actions of Louis Botha and his comrades. That would represent triumph. So the question should be, how do we then find common ground to ensure that in building this uh, heritage of our country, one aspect of our past does not die completely, is not obliterated completely, but also ensure that those who were wronged by the statues that we see do not live with a constant pain to say, oh man, this is the people who caused us pain. So is South Africa doing enough? From a government point of view, I don't think arts and culture, arts, culture and heritage is a, a priority. It is often done as a by-the-way thing, heritage month, heritage day, we dress up in uh, colorful costumes uh, made with fabric from China. It is not even made in South Africa. When you go to other countries, Scandinavian countries, uh, you go to countries like France, arts and culture is a number one priority because they understand the significance of culture and heritage in building a society and preserving history. So communities must also take charge. Uh, where we live, in, in Soweto, there is no museum that preserves the history of Soweto. It's not there. The museum that you have uh, looks at a certain aspect of the history of Soweto. This is June 16, 1976. But shouldn't we be having these museums in these communities? Who was the first mayor of Soweto? Where was the first house built? Where was the first street built? Which is the first school ever built in Soweto? So in some cases, we shouldn't wait for government. Government should find us along the way and partner with us. Um, two years ago, we had a, an exhibition at a school in a village called Magabanstad. It was my photographic exhibition, Ditrupa, which looks at... Uh, 
a ceremony, this annual carnival that celebrates the men from those villages who participated in World War One. And we did not have any funding. We did it in a primary school. And the community, most of the people who came there had never seen a photographic exhibition before. So that is a sign to me to say there's nothing stopping us. We shouldn't be always saying, well, we can't do anything because there's no funding by government or the private sector or whoever. Those people should find us along the way taking charge of our history, culture and heritage. Well, Lucas, there I have to compliment and congratulate you. You have launched an online edition of Makuru Kuru Media. Uh, you did so this month. It's the first online edition. I have to congratulate you. I read it from beginning of the screen to the end of the screen. If it had been written, it would be cover to cover. Um, it, it's no mean feat at the end of a COVID pandemic to do something like that. I, I love reading what you write and you I love looking at your photographs. And if anybody would like to be in contact or see your work or learn more about Mukurukuru Media, how should they contact you? Mukurukuru Media, we, are, we have a website, mukurukurumedia.co. And uh, our email address news at mukurukuru.co.za Facebook page Mukurukuru Media and uh, also on Twitter at Mukurukuru Media And I really recommend everybody to go and look at your Mpululu um, feature because the pictures are absolutely beautiful and for me it really does capture the, the essence and diversity and beauty of our culture so congratulations Thank you very much for joining me Thank you for hosting me That was Lucas Litwaba who is an award-winning journalist and author